So my next guest on Go Do You is someone who has inspired me since I was a little girl. She is constantly learning, growing and achieving. I have never met anyone who works as hard as her and I don't think I ever will. But my initial thought when it came to my guests here on Go Do You was that I definitely couldn't have her on. And the only reason was because she is my sister. However, sense prevailed and I realised that I just couldn't do this podcast any justice without her journey being a part of it. The huge inspiration she has had on my life and many, many others, I am positive you will enjoy and I hope be encouraged and motivated to make your own big moves on your own journey. Gillian Keating is a partner at RDJ and leads their corporate and commercial department with over 25 years experience driving complex and high value merger and acquisition transactions. Gillian is ranked in Legal 500 and Chambers for her transaction and advisory work. In 2013, Gillian was the first female president of the Cork Chamber of Commerce. Gillian is a co-founder of the highly successful and award-winning I Wish. I Wish is an initiative that inspires young women to consider careers in STEM and in this way helps address the skills gap in STEM. Gillian, you are so very welcome and thank you for taking the time to sit down with me and speak a little bit about your journey. If you don't mind, I'm going to bring it back to the start for a minute. What did you study in college and did, when did you realise that you wanted to be a lawyer? Was that your dream job? Well, first, I'd like to bring it back to the start, Amy, and say I think you should have stuck with your initial feeling and not asked me on. Yes, <laughs> but stop. now that She's I'm just here, being modest. <laughs> now that I'm here, I'm happy to chat. Um, so I wanted to be a lawyer very early on. I'd say I was about fourteen or fifteen when I first decided that that role was for me. Um, but I, looking back on it now, I do think that had an awful lot to do with the fact that back then, and to a degree, we still have the same issue now, there was a limited um, set of options for you to choose from in terms of your career. I think that was because the teachers and the community that you were exposed to really only knew certain career paths. And then um, you only had information about certain career paths. So if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, I'm not sure it's what I would have picked necessarily. However, I've loved every minute of it. Yeah, because 14 or 15 is very young. Yeah. My God, I'm 39 and I still don't know what I want to do. So 14 or 15 was, you struck it lucky with that knowledge. But you're right. We had very limited. And when I was in school as well, it was very limited. I had no idea of half of the options that were out there. Uh, I just want to ask you about being elected as the first female president of the Cork Chamber of Commerce. How did it come about and what were your feelings about being the first woman president? Um, So it was a real privilege to serve um, for two years as president of Cork Chamber. Um, I was very honoured and humbled to be asked in the first place. Um, as it is a role which had been filled by some real stalwarts in business um, in Cork. And particularly um, when you look back at the calibre of people who were elected President of Cork Chamber um, from its very beginnings, 
right up until the time when when I took the role. Um, they were certainly a very impressive group of people. So I think my immediate feelings were humbled, um, honoured, a real sense of responsibility to live up to what had gone before and the significant challenges that were facing um, Cork and Ireland at that time. Um, being the first female wasn't such a big thing for me. I think that was because I knew in actual fact a, a, another woman had previously been in the running for the role but unfortunately she died before she had an opportunity to do that. So she was always forefront in my mind um, as I took the position and while I was seen um, externally as the first female I never really relished in that in that role. However, it was of course important for people to see a woman in the role um, and you probably wanted and, to do her justice as well. Um, yeah, I suppose um, that was certainly in my mind as well. But I think it is important that we see more women in senior roles. And it's important that um, women put themselves forward for those roles. And when they do, that they are given every opportunity to take up those positions. And I know that's something that you're still very passionate about because I spoke briefly in the introduction about I Wish, um, an initiative to inspire girls, more girls, to get involved in science, technology, engineering and maths. Uh, You are the co-founder of I Wish or one of the co-founders of I Wish. What inspired you to start I Wish? Was it that feeling of something more has to be done? Yeah, I suppose it really... um came about because of an initial sense that women weren't very well positioned in roles that were going to represent the economy of the future. Um, Obviously, science, technology um, and engineering now being to the forefront of everything that we do and every way in which we engage with people and engage with our roles at work and engage with kind of social ambitions that, that we have. Um, and initially, I suppose I had less ambitious um, plans for I Wish, but I was extremely lucky to identify um, somebody in Caroline O'Driscoll um, and laterally Ruth Buckley and Sharon Lombard who would help realise those ambitions. And um, in true Caroline O'Driscoll style, she kind of jumped on the idea and multiplied it by a hundredfold. Um, with the result that we now have um, an incredibly powerful organisation in I Wish, which um, is powerful in the sense that it reaches so many young women um, and it transforms their view in terms of what they're capable of and also the um, potential roles that are out there for them. Yeah, so it exposes them to what we were just saying a little while ago, that we weren't exposed to the options and the careers that they mightn't have been aware of beforehand. Yeah, it bridges those gaps in terms of information um, and also we hope helps build their confidence. And by the sounds of it, yourself and Caroline and Ruth and Sharon complement each other so... Mm. Absolutely, it works. Like so many things, I think that's real... um, the power of collaboration, you know, the more people you involve in achieving um, or in trying to achieve goals or ambitions, 
um, the more likely it is to be successful because we all have our limitations or the areas where we're stronger at than others. And it's by combining strengths that you blur some of the limitations. And that's worked superbly well for us. And we've had incredibly great fun doing it. Um, and it is really a passion project for us all. Sure, I wish is great fun. I know myself, you're walking around and there's robots and there's all sorts of things I would never have seen before. And even now in my late 30s careers that I wouldn't ever have been aware of. And they sound so interesting and so exciting. And I must say there's a magic feeling if you're at I wish. Like you're listening to yourself, Caroline, lots of female scientists and women's, women's roles and their careers. And you just get a real sense of camaraderie and you, you I've nearly tears in my eyes when I'm there and I'm listening to their stories because they're so moving and so powerful. Oh, it really is magic. Um, yeah, so. and you can imagine that then as a 17 year old or 16 year old girl, how electrifying it is. And that's we've the word. Got, we've got so many messages from girls after the event to say that, you know, they had completely changed and done a 360 degree in terms of what they would like to strive to be. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. Wow. Well done. Um, when, Gillian, do you, and you'll, you'll probably say, I don't, but I, I know you are very successful. And I want to know, when did you consider yourself a success? Well, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I knew right. you were going to say that. Yeah. You're right. Um, I suppose to the extent I kind of interpret success at all in respect of I wish I do see um, and get great satisfaction from when we get those messages from girls or from girls' mums or dads to say, thank you so much. What you've done for my daughter is incredible. They're the kind of messages that I then interpret as Okay, through I wish we're achieving what we set out to do. Yeah. And I suppose in so far as we are doing that, I consider that a success. Um What is ter- the biggest factor do you think that has helped you or motivated you to keep going in terms of achieving a greater good, especially with I wish? Is there it's because it's a extremely complex issue and it isn't solved and it's not something that's going to be solved today or tomorrow. And the ultimate success for I wish would be that it was redundant and we didn't need, need it anymore. It. Okay. But I don't see that happening in the short term because there's so many different factors at play which are influencing girls' outlook on, in terms of the appropriate careers for them um, in terms of what they see as appropriate and also the limitations that society inadvertently places on them. So that's going to be a long-term project. But as I said, I do get little vignettes of success when we get those messages. Good, well done. Um, Moving away from my wish for a minute, on top of everything I have mentioned already, Gillian is currently studying a Trium Executive MBA. Now, Trium is run jointly by three of the world's leading universities, you have HEC, School of Management in Paris, NYU, Stern School of Business, and London School of Economics. You study in London, Paris, New York, Shanghai, and Silicon Valley. What motivated you personally to start this executive MBA? 
I suppose we're really lucky here in Ireland and in Cork um, that we're exposed to so many um, cultures in socially and in business and particularly with the strong court of multinationals that we have based in Ireland. And so an awful lot of the work that I do in RDJ is with companies that are based outside of Ireland. And I have a real interest in how business is done elsewhere. And as you, as we've seen in particular over the last um, number of months and years, you know, what happens in places very far from Ireland have a direct influence on how we do business here. We've seen the implications for the supply chain in terms of what happens in China. We've seen the ramifications in terms of people's lives and um, energy and cost of doing business in as a result of what's happened in, in the Ukraine. Um, we see every day very closely the implications for business in Ireland as a result of what happens in, in the UK. So I wanted to embed myself more in other countries to really get a deeper sense of what it is that um, that that impacts directly on doing business here as a result of what's happening in those countries. And, you know, what Trium allows you to do is get a flavour of that, but through the the various colleges that are involved and being in those other countries, but most directly by engaging with people who live and work in those countries. And in the cohort that I'm in, which is about 55 people, there is something like 20 different nationalities in that in that group. Wow. And that's an amazing privilege and opportunity to learn from those people. And I'm nearing the end of it now. And I am thrilled that I invested the time and um, effort in, in doing it. Well done. I had never even heard of it, but it sounds amazing. Um, is that it It then or do you think you'll keep studying and you'll keep wanting to learn more? Um, well, I definitely want to learn more because um, I love um, engaging with different uh, things and, and, you know, I'm endlessly curious um, about, you know, what other people are doing and what's happening around the world. Um, so I'll definitely keep learning whether that'll be informally through meeting and engaging with people or whether that'll be formally. Um, it depends. You'll have a, you'll have a pretty impressive comes. CV. Um, so we just want to talk a little bit on Go Do You about people's success habits or any daily rituals you think may have helped you and your mindset along the way. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe what works for you, do you think? Um, I think... It's a combination of things. So it's definitely um, having the benefit of a great group of friends, um, a great family infrastructure to support. Um, and it is also, for me, exercise that gives me the headspace that I need to yeah. do what I do every day. So I carve out, you know, 40 minutes every day at least to just do something, whether that's going to my friend's class at Lean with Leslie or whether it is going to the gym or going for a cycle with a buddy. Um, all of that certainly builds my stamina, 
gives me switch off time um, and just makes me a better person to be around, I'd say. <laughs> and it's so funny because in our interviews previous to you, nearly everyone is saying that exercise really does help them. It, it, it helps their mindset, it helps their sleep, it helps everything. And I think that's a common theme we all need to take away from, from people's journeys is just the, the real importance that people have on exercise and the benefits it gives you. Um, so what is the best advice that you could give anyone who's starting their journey to their dream career and is kind of saying, geez, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not, not going to be able to do that. What advice would you give them to, to let them know, no, you got to do it? Well, somebody said to me once to take confidence from the confidence people place in you. So if somebody thinks you're good enough, draw on that to build your own confidence so that's a really important piece of advice. And I think it was something that I've drawn on on several occasions over um, my career journey, I suppose. So I think that's really important. Um, I think it's important to have a confidant, whether that's a friend or a colleague or somebody who's been through what you're going through um, before. Uh, to be able to bounce your feelings off them or your ideas. I think that's really important. And I think in Cork, we're really lucky that because it is a relatively small community, there is always somebody who will connect you to somebody who's been there before. And I think use that as much as you can. It's one of the real benefits of doing business in Cork. And um, I think people who use that network well really benefit from it. So I think that's really important. Um, that's fantastic advice. Yeah. I must use that myself, actually. Thanks, Gillian. And lastly, whose career inspires you, Gillian, and why? Mm, so this is a difficult one because I think there's lots of people that I kind of draw inspiration from. I suppose first and foremost, my own dad um, and his approach to his career and work would definitely have inspired me from a very early age. Um, he had an incredible, I suppose, discipline and integrity. And certainly that's something that I've tried to bring with me. Um, as I get older, then I sometimes look to older women who are doing incredible things. And, you know, sometimes you might feel, oh, you know, I should retire and kind of put my feet up. And then I see women like Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission. I see the incredibly varied career she has, what she has achieved and what she's been willing to take on um, in her 70s. And um, I just think that is truly inspirational. And then in terms of, um, I suppose, discipline and stamina and staying power, I look to people like Katie Taylor and I'm in absolute awe. I think she is an amazing Magic. woman. Um, her strength of character, her perseverance, her determination is just second to none. So, you know, it's a combination of people definitely that inspire me. And when I feel low, I kind of look to what they're doing and I say, come on, Gillian, you can do better than that. So uh, that keeps me going. Wow. Well done, Gillian. I know you're talking about people that inspire me, you, but you absolutely inspire me. And I hope and I'm sure you're inspiring many listeners who are listening to us right now. So keep doing you and thank you for taking the time to talk to me this morning. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome.